Be honest. Have you ever stood in front of your closet or inside it, if you have a walk-in and said to yourself, I have nothing to wear when you have hangers full and drawers filled with plenty of clothes? I know right now you might be thinking, why is a life planning and time management coach talking about clothes? It's because ever since my conversation with Stacy on episode 134, I've been thinking a lot about the parallels between our closets and our calendars. Have you ever noticed those? Cause let's be honest, ever opened up your calendar, whether it's filled with neatly color-coded boxes or messy every which way scribbles and said to yourself, I never have enough time when you have the same 24 hours in a day as everyone else. Yep. Me too. So let's take a look at what your closet and your calendar are telling you about your heart and what you might want to do about it. You ready to dig into our hearts today? I'm here for it. So if you are too, then stick around and let's do a refresh. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the redeem her time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? It really is mind boggling. How can we say we don't have enough to wear or we don't have enough time in the day when likely both our closets and calendars are brimming to overflowing with what we've stuffed them with. If that's how you feel, don't worry. You're not alone. How do I know? Because women inside the redeem her time community keep saying the same thing. So if you haven't yet pop on over with the link in the show notes and join the conversation. And here's what we've discovered. It's not because it's a styling or a scheduling issue. It's a heart issue. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus didn't dance around the real issue. Instead, he called it out when he addressed his followers. Just a few verses earlier, he taught that those who are in the kingdom of God have a different perspective around wealth and priority concerning their possessions. And he warned his listeners about the dangers of placing too much importance on material possessions and worldly accumulation. And then he says this in Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's true. I mean, isn't everything he said true? Our attention and affection is closely linked to the things we value and invest in. That's why if you want to see someone else, someone's true priorities or do a self-check of your own, you need only look to, at two places, at your money and at your time. Where are you investing your resources in this life? 
And what return is that giving you? Is it one that's temporal or one that's eternal? Jesus pointed out in his teaching that when we primarily focus on the things of this world, we are only storing up what will one day be destroyed by moth and rust and stolen away by thieves. Anyone ever had a great sweater get eaten by moths because it sat unused for so long? Maybe, or maybe not, but chances are you have had clothes that just bagged, sagged, and dragged over time, right? Anyone ever had someone break into their house and steal what's hanging in your closet? Chances are probably slim to none, but no doubt your desire for more stole more of your precious time, money, and attention. And the same can be said of our time, right? Ever spent time working on things that eventually were undone and didn't last very long anyway? Ever had time bandits sneak in and steal away your focus by distracting you with what didn't matter and taking time that you can't get back? Maybe your closet and your calendar are more similar than you thought. In either case, there will never be enough, enough clothes to wear or enough time to use if you don't get to the heart of the matter where your treasure truly lies. Because here's the thing, even if you spend this entire weekend organizing your closet, matching your hangers, tidying your drawers, and color coding your tops and bottoms, over time, there will be a pile on the floor again, or on the chair in the corner, and that drawer will be hard to shut on the daily, right? The same is true of your calendar. You and I could spend the next few hours helping you draw out those color coded time blocks and neatly writing your to-do lists which I'm not a big fan of, by the way, so I'd actually show you how to get rid of 90% of them. But in time, there's a good chance your system will fall apart and you'll go right back to trying to keep it all in your head or scribbling it on random post-its and scraps of paper. Sad, but true. Because left to itself, the law of entropy will set in. Things go from order to disorder. It's a law of nature, because that's what happens over time without careful intention. And the same happens with where our heart is. In the Gospels, Jesus also had an encounter with who Joshua Becker in the book, The More of Less, which I highly recommend you read and apply if you haven't already, calls the rich young anti-minimalist, aka the rich young ruler. Let's look at what happens in that encounter in Luke 18, verses 18 through 25, and what that means for you and me and our closets and our calendars. So this guy who's got a position of some kind because he's called a ruler. Now, I'm not sure why they call him young, because I'm not seeing that in Luke's gospel account. But anyway, this guy comes to Jesus and asks, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Essentially, what do I need to do to be a follower of you, have the abundant life, and be in your kingdom? Anyone else want to be a follower of Jesus, have abundant life, and be in his kingdom? Me too. I love that Jesus already knew his heart just like he knows ours too, and points out keeping the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. Did you notice anything about the commands that he lists that the rich young ruler says he's kept? This just hit me as I was reading it. Those are almost all of the commandments that focus on loving your neighbor as yourself. The only one he did not mention was you shall not covet. Probably because since this guy had a lot of stuff, that one might have been a bigger struggle for him. Anyone else struggle with coveting, aka comparing what you have or don't have to what others have or don't have? Like, she's always got such amazing outfits, or she seems to have plenty of time, or even, I wish I had more clothes, 
that I love and wish I had more time to spend. How do I know? Because I've thought those things too. But here's what else Jesus knew. Even though it might look like it on the outside, you can't truly love others and seem to fulfill the last six commandments without also keeping the first four. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. All the commandments that involve loving God. So Jesus challenged him on what he still lacked, giving God his full heart. And in order to do that, he had to let go of his stuff and his struggle with coveting more. Why? Because his stuff was an unnecessary burden that kept him from discipleship. The excess that was filling his closets and his calendar, because I'm sure as a rich young ruler, young actually or not, he had lots of important things to do and people to see. So all of that was keeping him from experiencing the eternal abundant life he thought he wanted. The same can be said about us as Christians with full closets and full calendars too. So what was Jesus' solution to his heart issue? Own less stuff to become who I intended you to be. But what's sad was his response, literally. Because next it says, When he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus noticed his response and said, It's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone too tied to their stuff and schedules to be a follower of him. At least, that's my translation. We don't actually know what the rich young ruler did after that. Do you say, You're right, Jesus. It's worth it. Let me go sell all I have and hand it out to the needy and I'll have true treasure in your kingdom and come back to follow you wherever you call me. I'm guessing probably not. He probably just walked home to his overflowing stuff and schedule. Now, it's easy to point the finger from this side of the story at what he should have done. But how often have we held on to what we're stuffing in our closets, our calendars, and our lives? essentially saying to the Lord, no thanks, this stuff is much more important to me than giving you my full heart. Ouch. So why wouldn't the rich young ruler let go? Better yet, why do we often not let go? And why do we gather up more to store in bigger barns? Now hear me in this. It's not that having nice things and doing important tasks is never important, but it's never more important than following Jesus. In fact, it shows a misdirected need that we actually have, and we're looking to our stuff and schedules to fill instead of to our savior. Perhaps it's wanting to feel safe, that we have plenty to be comfortable in case something unexpected comes up. Perhaps it's wanting to feel accepted, that we have value in the eyes of others for what we contribute. Perhaps it's wanting to feel in control, that we have a handle on what is happening around us, not someone else. Or perhaps it's something else. No matter what it is for you, notice There's no U-Haul at the end of a hearse to hold all your stuff. Neither will there be reminders and alarms to make sure you show up for what's on your schedule once you're gone. But he is enough. Redirect your safety, your acceptance, and your control to him. Because he's the only one who can truly meet those needs anyway. So why do we waste so much time on that which will not last? And better yet, how do we stop doing that? Maybe it's time to do a closet refresh, a calendar refresh, a heart refresh. Are you up for that? Good, because I've got three ways. You can pick just one area to apply these or jump into all three places. But the big question you want to answer is, what might Jesus be calling you to let go of that's getting in the way of true discipleship? 
Are you ready for these three simple yet profound ways to find out? Number one, look at what you have. We always say around here that awareness is the first step to change. So take an inventory of all the things. Ideally, if you're looking at your closet, you take it all out and sort it into piles. If you're looking at your calendar, you'd audit where it's going and sort the tasks and categories. It's not until you actually know what's filling that space that you can do something about it. Number two, ask why you have it. Now that you know what you do have and what you've accumulated over the days, weeks, months, and years, do a heart check about why you have all the clothes in your closet or all the tasks on your calendar. Are they truly leading you towards discipleship and helping you build his kingdom? Or are they distracting you towards self-sufficiency and building your own personal kingdom? And number three, keep what you value. I'm not saying to go down to two tops and bottoms and only white space in your calendar, but pay attention to what really adds value in the kingdom life and what doesn't. That's also not to say you only sing Kumbaya and read your Bible all day, because when he has your attention and affection, there's no division between the sacred and the secular. Every moment becomes an opportunity to glorify God and serve others, infusing your life with spiritual significance. So what will help you live out loving God and loving others? Keep that and get rid of the rest. Ah, does your closet feel more special? Your calendar more spacious? Your heart more satisfied? It might seem backwards living in a modern day culture that says to say yes to more, but that's how things work in this kingdom. It's usually or always the other way around. And that's where the abundant life truly lies. Now I'm inspired to go back to my closet and do another refresh and let go of even more. And I'm challenged to take another look at my calendar too, because I still have to be intentional about leaving margin, even as a time management coach. Now, I'll admit, I may not be the one to enter your closet with you for a refresh, but you'll have to ask a style expert about that. But I'd love to help you look at your calendar and see what might be weighing you down. So if you haven't already, right now, go grab the link for a free 15-minute Find the Time strategy session, and we'll get to work on refreshing your time. And be sure to pop over into the Redeem Her Time community, where we're going to talk more about how we're committing to a closet and calendar and heart refresh and holding each other accountable. What might Jesus be calling you to let go of that's getting in the way of true discipleship? That's today's community question. Come share with us and let's follow in his footsteps together. In fact, just like the rich ruler who couldn't change his heart on his own, we can't either. So let's invite him to walk with us in this. Dear Lord, thank you for seeing our hearts and not shrinking back from speaking the truth. You are right. Where our treasure is, our hearts are also. We want you to be our treasure in this with God life. And yet we confess that we tend to overfill our closets, our calendars, and our hearts with what will not last and is not of your kingdom. Show us where our stuff or our schedules are keeping us from discipleship and lead us to what you want us to let go of so we can follow you unburdened. Give us the faith to trust that you are enough and the courage to look at our hearts and our lives and step out in obedience. We do long for the abundant life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this.
Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.